Yahweh. Thank you for this day, this morning, my brothers and sisters. Father, pray their uprightness. Be of good courage. Be strong in you, Father God, to seek your face. Thank you for the opportunity to share with them. Bless the sharing of this time, Father God, in the reading of your word. Yahweh Aman, Yeshua Aman, Paraklitos Aman. Morning, brothers and sisters. The Spirit has got me stirring. And I want to share some things with you, brothers and sisters, for our edification, our exhortation. I'm going to share with you out of uh, Paul's letters to Timothy. And uh, these are important. Not only did Paul write those to Timothy, but writing to us, exhorting us, and the relevance of this word that he wrote then is so important to us now. Um, important also to understand that Paul adored Timothy. He was, um, he actually called him my own son in verse 2, First uh, Timothy 1, 2. Unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. He, he loved Timothy. He taught Timothy. Timothy was uh, one of his disciples, an apostle that he sent out to help teach uh, in the churches. So I'm going to share with you here from, uh, I'm going to start reading in, in uh, 1.4. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith so do. And he's saying to ignore them, but to edify is what we're supposed to do. Edify is a is knowledgeable education. None of this dribble that comes out of the the mouths of some that claim to be preachers. And I shared with you before that there's there are churches that forbid their members to seek answers of God on their own, that the only ones that are allowed to speak of God to the members of that church are their uh, prophets, their elders, and those that get the word directly from God and that they give that word to the members. Well, it doesn't work that way. It can there are times where God will use someone else to bring a word to you, but to forbid members of the church to be able to come and speak to our Father, that's contrary to biblical teaching because Jesus Christ himself came and Jesus Christ himself told the disciples that because of him, we have the opportunity to go to the Father and we can pray to our Father God ourselves. We do not have to have permission by any elder of any church or any pastor of any church to speak to God. And it's not for just their elders and just their prophets to give us word from God. 
It doesn't work that way, and that is contrary to biblical teaching. Be cautious, brothers and sisters, as I've shared with you before. Try the Spirit any time that you cross a threshold. If you're looking and seeking for a home church or looking for a place to study the Word or be taught the Word, try the Spirit before crossing the threshold into that place. The Holy Spirit will speak. If you seek that answer, the Spirit will speak to you and will either make you comfortable there and you will see that they teach from the Word or if it's all just anecdotal and no word from God or they take Scripture out of context. The Holy Spirit will drive you from that place it has happened with me, and I continue to seek that in all things. And as I've shared with you before, try the Spirit in my truth. And if I don't speak truth, or if you don't want to hear what I have to say, simply don't listen or delete it. Doesn't matter, because my business is to be about my Father's business. And that is to share the Word and share the truth. So I continue reading verse 5. Now the end of the commandments is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned, from which some have swerved, have turned aside to vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. And that is ignorance of the word as the Pharisees had and Jesus tried to tell them. You know the words you have read of God, but you don't know God. All you know is the words. So they're vain jangling. And they didn't even have that higher love that I've shared with you, brothers and sisters, and, and the parable of the Good Samaritan. They just went right by that. They didn't even get it. It was a real place and a real thing, and, and those did happen. But as they were so afraid to touch anyone because they were afraid of becoming unclean, and you had one of them cross the road to get away from that fallen man, and the Levites that were ordained to come and, and be, they were essentially what we would call the deacons and elders of the church now, they, they went around him. They wouldn't help him. And yet this Jewish man that befell hard times in the road to Jericho, a Samaritan came and helped him. touched him, paid an innkeeper to keep him and to serve him and, and take care of him and did the right thing. And it didn't matter that they were at enmity because of why? Simply because of old feelings. That didn't matter. He had compassion. He had kindness. And he was following his heart rather than his mind. 
as I continue on, verse 8, but we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murders of fathers and murders of mothers, for manslayers. <laughs> and he goes on to explain that the law is for that purpose. The law is good, and the law is intended for those protection of those things. And it's good if we are lawful, we follow and obey righteously. It's the word of God is our law, brothers and sisters. And it's good for us that we follow law righteously and we stand up. First Timothy chapter four. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. And if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine whereunto thou hast attained. But refuse profane old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that is now, is, and of that which is to come. And what good, brothers and sisters, does it do to be, as some call in these days, a gym rat? Get all that bulk up, everything, if you're your heart and your mind isn't right. For me, myself, and I, I would much rather stand by, for, and with my God and be judged of mammon than to stand with mammon and have to stand before my God creator and have him to look at me and say, why? Why did you not believe? Me, myself, and I, my mind, my heart, and my spirit. As God is three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and that spirit comes and is with us all, we have those spirits. And as we are told in the, in the word of God that we are to seek these, and Paul writes about this all the time, he repeats it in his letters to the churches for their edification, for their uplifting. Brothers and sisters, I tell you the same thing, that we need to seek the face of God through the word of God, through the truth, with all our heart, soul, and our mind. That's why I say it that way. Me, myself, and I, my mind, my heart, my soul. 
rather than having God judge me and say, why? This is our preordination, brothers and sisters, that we are to do this thing. And you say, well, if God decided that and preordained it, why didn't he just this or just that? You know, yeah, God could have. But remember this, brothers and sisters, he created us out of that higher love that is beyond anything we can comprehend with our finite minds. He also did something else because of his love for us. He gave us a free will choice. He could have made us little robots to walk around and all we did is Hosanna, 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 and that's it. But that wouldn't have been in love. That would have been robotic. That would have been... That's, he desires for us to desire to be with him. And if he made us robotic, then there wouldn't be that. It would just be mechanical, and that's it. He doesn't want mechanics. Remember, I shared with you before and, and translated the word charity into love because that's what it translates to. With all those things, if you do all these things that we want to do, claim to do, and try to do, but we don't love in what we're doing, they mean nothing, nothing at all, brothers and sisters. Without that higher love, it is nothing but tinkling brass when we say and we praise. It's, it means nothing. That love is important, that higher love, that higher love comes from God. And in... Second Timothy chapter four goes along, <laughs> goes right along with what I'm sharing. And I'm going to actually digress back up to uh, chapter 316. I want to start there. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The Bible is the inspired by the breath of God that he breathed into the men and women that wrote these words. This is his truth, brothers and sisters. It is good for all things, for all purposes. It is our instruction manual. It tells us how we can do these things. Chapter 4, verse 1. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his, and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in the season and out of season. Reproof, rebuke, exhort all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, meaning that they only want to hear what they have to say. And they, they, it's false teaching. It has nothing to do with the doctrines that are in this word, the good word, the truth. They only want to hear what they have to hear for their vainglory. The Pharisees, 
practiced this and Jesus tried and tried. There were a few that sought and looked for and tried to understand what he was saying. But it was hard because they were so caught up, they didn't have an ear to hear. And this is why they argued with him so much and sought to try to trap him. They didn't even know God. They were looking at him. So they were so caught up in the word. And continuing in 2 Timothy 4, 4. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Brothers and sisters, we run a good race, but it's not a competitive race. The word of God tells us to exhort one another, pray for one another, lift up one another. This is more like a Spartan race. The one thing that made the Roman Empire's army so powerful, the Greeks were very powerful in their time, <clears throat> was the fact that they were unitized, that they, they did things together. And, and the term Spartan race is one that is used. There may be some that are familiar. Um, but it's kind of um, very similar to military obstacle course. You get out and you got wild terrain and obstacles and things that you go over and around and and these uh, these races are run by teams, and the team is only as good as the weakest link, meaning that if you let one fall behind or you let one leg or you can't help one get over an obstacle, your team is penalized and you lose time. So what has become important to these racers is that they help each other. They help each other finish the race, which is what we are, brothers and sisters, in a race. And some people will remember this term, the rat race. And, you know, no, it's a race of, of a kind, but our goal and our end is to be with our Lord. But in this race, it is... Our goal should be our goal to help as many as we possibly can to finish and to be able to spend that time with our Father God. Most of what this is that we do, brothers and sisters, is reminding them. It's a provocation of memory because God created us to have this in us and some people have chosen there's that important word again, choice. Have chosen to be vain, prideful, full of self. And when you become that way, you don't have room for God. Or you refuse to allow room for God. And we have to remind them 
exhort them, pray for them, pray for one another, uplift one another, encourage one another to be of strong courage, be of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed. Isaiah 41, 9 and 10, Joshua 1, 9. We are exhorted to be that, brothers and sisters. God remind us through other areas in the Bible that we have to be of good courage. And why do you suppose that is? Because the enemy comes, brothers and sisters. He comes, and his desire is the closer that we get to God in our walk with him, he will try harder to knock us off, to get us discouraged, to get us dismayed. I've shared with you before, and that movie is classic, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, but in the very opening segment, the very important, and it is so clear that the angel Clarence, before he's dispatched to come down and help George Bailey, he, go, he asked God, is he, is he sick? Do I need to go down and heal him? And God says, no, it's far worse. He's discouraged. George Bailey was setting to jump off a bridge into the icy river and commit suicide because he had become so discouraged, so discouraged that he was going to leave behind his wife and his children and his friends and everybody that knew him in the family because he had become so discouraged. And become so discouraged. Why? Because of a lie. Because of a lie. And this is what the enemy does, brothers and sisters. He drives us to discouragement, which can be so terribly dark. And remember that everything from him is a lie. False evidence appearing real. This is one of the pseudonyms of Satan. Besides his others, it is fear. That is one of his names. And everything about him is condemnation, downplay, discouragement, darkness, lies. And he will try to manipulate everything that God does good for us, turns to darkness. Everything that God designed, he turns to darkness and tries to get us to turn that way. Sets up traps and snares utilizing everything that God provides for us and gave to us out of that higher love for us. He tries to make them dark, misused, turn them into, as Paul writes, the fables and old wives' tales that are untrue. And yet there are many, even many within the body of Christ the church, brothers and sisters, is what I'm talking about. And they turn away because they choose to listen to the old lies, that false evidence that appears to be real, rather than trying the spirit of truth. Brothers and sisters, I love you. You have a good day. Be encouraged. Be of good courage. I pray for you, over you, during the course of my day, my going out, my coming in, brothers and sisters, I pray for that good, upright courage that we will need to have. It is dark out there in the world. 
but we have something that is so, so vital and so beautiful, and it's that light. Darkness flees from that light. And there are so many that are caught up in the lies. Everything becomes a racial issue. Everything becomes offensive. Everything becomes a, a hatred rather than a goodness. And people are misusing things so much to drive its derisiveness. And it gives the devil great pleasure. I've shared this with you, brothers and sisters. There's a much deeper and darker agenda than any of this stuff these people are looking at all this politics about. A much deeper and darker agenda than what we have imagining. And that, brothers and sisters, I know is truth and fact. Why? Because it's here in my Bible. The Word of God talks about it. It prophesied these times. I love you all. You have a good day. Be encouraged. Stay in the word. Me, myself, and I, I like this thing. I like to share. I like to talk about my Father God and the Lord. I love this word. Brothers and sisters, that you be blessed. Have a good day. And for all you mothers out there, Mother's Day, Sunday, have a blessed day. I'm going to be at you more. I can't not do this. This is the word of my father. Have a blessed day, brothers and sisters. Love to y'all.